made it to season two of Old Dirty Benches. Glad to see you again. This is Patty Popcorn. I was going to say Patricia Palomitas, but somebody laughed at me, so... (laughs) I'll just keep it real. Patty Popcorn. And here's JD to tell you what we actually do here. Hello, everyone. This is JD. So, if you've landed on us, this is a podcast dedicated to lighthearted, humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. We will also be discussing our review of recent movies or series that have been released, and these episodes will drop every other weekend. For those of you who don't know, white-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. I don't want us to start talking and it not be recording. Learn the lesson. Oh, are we doing whisper podcast? <laughs> are you on? Are we on? Yeah. We're Tricker. <laughs> Trickery. Uh, this is Old Dirty Benches, the podcast. Um, <laughs> if you're listening right now, you may hear uh, one of our little dogs sitting underneath our um, podcast and no. chewing on his bone. He's so, begging for a treat right now. Yes, he's a um, beggar for treats. <laughs> also pets. Like he loves lovin's. Um, so, you know, we just finished up reviewing a Netflix documentary called Bad Vegan. Hello, Sarma, the villain. And <laughs> I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we received a message on Twitter. I'm not going to say Sarma. who. I know, right? From Sarma. Um, Was it from Mr. Fox? <laughs> I do not look like the hamburger. Anthony contacted us. <laughs> um, Mr. Fox, a.k.a. Mr. Fox, slash Will, Michael, and Shane. Um, no. So they were listening to our first episode, part one. Um, we just released part two on Sunday. Yeah. But uh, they... Ask that we keep them anonymous. They said they don't want their name okay. or anything, really. So I was like, okay. And then they were like, and make sure to say allegedly. It was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Melinda was. Leave us alone, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I know. Melinda goes, uh, my favorite parts on your podcast is when you guys talk shit about Bezos. <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, dude, we talked shit about We so haven't much done trash. that in a while. I know, in a while. I think because, like, it's been more about, like, Elon and Right, because Bezos is faded. Yes, he's not. He's no But what's popular. this? We have to keep them anonymous. They got some tea. Yes. <gasps> is this an inside scoop? So. We're breaking it to you 30 people that listen. <laughs> <I know. laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's an exclusive club. It is. Uh, <laughs> that you don't have to pay for. Ta-da. <laughs> Yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
only because we can't figure out how to do that. But go ahead. That's true. <laughs> to monetize our, uh, our yes. wit and hilarity. Correct. Um, but when we have to go hide in the caves because of oh God, the apocalypse, please. we will need your donations because we're right. not going to be able to work any longer. Um, exactly. We might not be able to anyway. Or have a bank account. Going. Or use my vagina the way I want. Okay. So. There's always cuddle prison. <laughs> There's cuddle. Can you spoon me? <laughs> I'm cold. I need I need a, a human touch. Um, okay. So this is what they said. My ex-husband worked for Matthew Kinney and New Sarma. What? <laughs> I couldn't wait. Is this for real? I, I am not bullshitting <gasps> you. I could not wait for this episode because I wanted to read this. Uh, oh, my gosh. And we this. are Team Matthew, too. And then, oh, I am. And then give you... Uh, and then get your feedback or your okay. response. Okay. Oh, my God. This is a great day. <clears throat> I know. So your red flags are totally validated. She is not the victim she is trying to portray. She was stiffing her staff and being shady long before Shane Anthony showed up. Ooh. And Matthew Kinney is also a huge piece of shit who just hasn't <laughs> been caught yet. Oh, my God. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Don't forget that part, yes. everyone. Um, I guarantee there will be a documentary about him someday, exclamation mark. Pat <laughs> Vegans Unite. <laughs> and uh, they said, if you do share this for any reason, just leave me anonymous. And no one who doesn't have shade in their soul records conversations with their partner. Okay. Right. Okay. I know. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So now I can't be ta- Team Matthew either. I know. And I said that um, Team Matthew had actually stiffed his investors. And um, I guess he's done some, like, fucked up shit to his employees at the culinary school that he started. He's a total uh, dick. But I it. They said, I guess you can just say allegedly after my statement. <laughs> allegedly oh my gosh so then i was like oh well like they're both shitty people like sarma was shitty and then they found each other and then they were both shitty to each other so they were like fuck you went on their own ways and then now they're both doing shitty stuff apart from each other wow so so she deserved mr fox i guess it sounds like it it sounds like it oh my Gosh. And then maybe he just like gave her more of the approval or to um, be shitty. Yeah. You know, like to kind of confirm like, hey, you can do this. It's all right. I do it all the time. And then they were just shitty people together. So. Wow. So victim or villain? <gasps> villain. 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 Check. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous, oh thank you for gosh, sharing that information. That's was, crazy. Dude, I was so excited when I seen that message. I was like, oh! <laughs> the tape! I know. Wow, that's awesome. You heard it here, folks. Allegedly. <laughs> you heard something. We don't know if it's true. <laughs> but we're happy to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, last episode... Well, okay. So we recorded an episode last week. It's going to come out this coming Sunday. And then this episode will come out the yeah. following Sunday. However, um, our last episode was is going to be extremely depressing. Um, <laughs> it's even, JD's fault. I know. Well, not really. I'm the one that brought it up. But. Well, I was like even thinking about it during the week, and I was like, fuck, that was a sad episode. I know. Um, it's not our usual happy-go-lucky. No. It's more like, 
let's all kill ourselves. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, I really was thinking about it, and I was like, man, that was a sad one. So maybe we shouldn't release it? Uh, no. I, I think we should still release it, because it's an important topic, right? The Florida Shuffle. True. Important. True. Um, so, and I think people need to know, like, what is happening with that stuff. Because mm-hmm. so, it's not only Florida. Nope. It's, we just decided to really focus on Florida, um, and then uh, it's happening everywhere, um, even our state, so... Uh, so we decided to lighten it up this week and um, uh, just to. <laughs> Were you going to talk about your morning? Before? I am. Oh, oh sorry. So let me. Hold Here on. we go again. One second. Stepping on it. So. <laughs> Stepping on it again. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, everyone. So we were, like, talking about what we were going to cover. We, of course, white-collar crime. Um, but I thought that us covering another documentary that's on Netflix, just, just like, one episode, um, which is called The Maple Syrup Heist. It's on the documentary series uh, Dirty Money. And you can watch this on Netflix. Um, they have, I think, two seasons out. So, anyways, I had told Patty, I was like, let's talk about this. And then I had also said, and I don't know if JD actively listens to our podcast, but we were going to do an interview um, with him from his podcast on mental health. And I was supposed to reach back out to him to reschedule for uh, this morning. And then I had asked Patty to be here early so we could do the interview and then record our next episode. But JD didn't do that. This JD. Um, because I started school. <laughs> People, I am busy. <laughs> and, um, we what, sort of had a little scheduling snap. Yeah. What ends up happening. This, this is my schedule. People, I, <laughs> I start a class. Wait, let me get some violin music. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a tangent before we get into our actual stuff. Uh, I start class and this is my schedule. I get up at like 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. I do my exercise, my workout, whatever that is. That's walking on the treadmill, maybe jogging, taking the dogs out for a walk or going to the gym. I kind of split it up a little bit. Then I come back, I get ready for work. I go to work, um, and, uh, then come home at whatever fucking time I come home. And, um... Here you go. So then, um, <laughs> then I, then we end up eating cold sandwiches for dinner. It's so, it's so pathetic. It's sad. And, um, I sit at my desk and I work on my, my homework and about <laughs> eight o'clock I decide, okay, it's quitting time. <laughs> and I go and get myself like an ice cream sandwich or a fucking cookie or something. And I go to our bedroom where my spouse is now at. Um, for the evening and watch forensic files until I fall asleep. Yes. I can't relate to that. So I did not, I was not able to reach out to him and reschedule. And then, well, you have something to confess as well. Yeah, I totally forgot to even watch this episode. So it's going to be great, everyone. Yeah, and I didn't do as it'll much. Be a, it'll be a surprise to me as much as you what happens. <laughs> Which I said is probably better because then I won't be like, and what about this? And then you're like, yeah, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. So here we go. Um, 
And the other thing, too, is, like, I didn't do as much research as I should have. There's a normally right. Just do. shut the show off right now. I know. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a kerfuffle is what it's going to be. But then, and then I started out, so this morning, the other thing I did was I was going to go to water aerobics first thing in the morning. Okay. We also had to drop off our big dog, Momo, at the vet because she's having a small procedure. And so... uh my spouse was going to take her and then exchange cars at the gym. And then I got to the gym and I had my little uh, padlock and I shoved everything into the locker because I was running late and cleaning my car keys with the little lock key. Oh, no. Thank so God I still had my phone on me. Out? Yes, because as soon as I locked the little oh, lock, like pushed it in you so like, it was secure, oh. I did they're staring at it and I was like <laughs> I said I don't have the fucking keys oh. and then I was like what do I do and at first I was going to go to the staff and say Can, you got bolt cutters <laughs> but then I started texting him because we had the extra key here oh. and I said can you um or I <laughs> was calling him have extra keys yeah I was calling him and texting him and I was like can you I was like I can't even do water aerobics I am I'm locked out of my I'm locker. Doing mental stress aerobics instead. Dude. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm done. I'm just coming back home once he came because, uh, you know, we had to drop off the dog and stuff. So and it's then... been a day. Oh, yeah. Already. Like already. 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 Uh, you know, and I failed I you. you. I just, failed this podcast. I think you should go back to bed and start over. <sighs> Try again tomorrow. I know, man. <laughs> so anyways, that, I hope your day was better. Oh, um, boy. Let's see. <laughs> I got up, had a coffee, watched a little TikTok, and took a shower and came oh, here. Oh, look at you. Mine's been way more relaxing. Oh, no, man. First off, I don't get up at four because I'm not insane. Well, I so I don't do that usually on my days off. I sleep in at least till like I try anyways till six, and then um, yeah, I got up at six thirty. I yeah, think. Yeah. So, um. So, having said that, <laughs> this is going to be a hodgepodge. Uh, Those the best ones, really. Not as well researched. Maybe some tangents. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. 100% tangents. <laughs> but, uh, so, if you haven't seen it again, it's a, a documentary series Dirty on Netflix. Dirty Money. Dirty Money. There's multiple episodes. Uh, one of my favorites so far has been the Maple Syrup Heist. Um Because I thought, what in the fuck is this? And then I watched it and I was like, I had no idea. That's a lot of stuff we talk about. Yeah. So uh, first question. Did you know that there was a black market for maple syrup? No. Right? No. Why is there? We're getting ready to talk about that. (laughs) Already? I don't even know and I'm messing it up. Oh, Lord. So... uh, The Maple Syrup Heises, that episode is actually based on a deceptive plan by um, a couple of Canadians. Oh, my goodness. They hatched up this scheme. Um, one of them is an uh, uh, individual who basically collects maple syrup. So he's got like a farm. And okay. This other person just happen- happened to stumble into the situation. He had a warehouse and... Um, the uh, Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers um, asked. I didn't even know there was a yes, federation. Yes, me either. Um, until I watched this episode. Producers, who knew it goes so deep? <laughs> <I do. laughs> 
<laughs> so they they had come to uh, to this gentleman who owned a warehouse and um, had asked to store some of their their canisters. Ill gotten gains. Yes, their canisters that they have that they keep in stock because I guess they were running out of space in their warehouse. And he said, "Sure." So then, <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's this about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I said, sure. Sorry. And so um, from what I understand, based off of the documentary, he has uh, perhaps some um, mafia ties. And he saw an opportunity to um, maybe make a profit off mm-hmm. of the maple syrup. And that's how this whole heist began. So... The Federation uh, of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, or uh, OPEC, um, or FPEC, you know, I think they go by both. Um, They were formed in 1966. That's so weird. I know. I didn't even know, like, they had this over there. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, I'm just like, hey, I'm making pancakes. Where's the syrup? (laughs) That's as much as I've thought about syrup. Miss Butterworth? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Mm, Yum. Yeah, or like the Safeway Select uh, off-brand that's supposed to be comparable. Yes, uh, that is us. To me, they all pretty much are the same. Yeah, the only thing, the only time that I felt like uh, the maple syrup was different is if like you um, buy some of those foo-foo ones, but they cost a lot of money. We're talking about like But how are they different? Uh, I would so like, spend that on syrup. I've had like aged oak barreled maple syrup, like those kinds of things where they're uh, storing it in those barrels. Uh-huh. And so it gives it like a nice different kind of oaky uh-huh. or nutty I flavor. I did uh, at Park City, they have like a whiskey and you can get syrup yeah. like that. Yes. That's good. That's good too. Yeah. And you know what I like to use? This is now turning into a culinary episode. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> those particular syrups that have like the whiskey or the like bourbon. Infused. Yes. I like to use those for um cooking Crepes. like meats or like Brussels sprouts and roasting them. No. So Brussels good, sprouts dude. are a no for me. Oh. They're like farts Ooh. as a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody say it like that. I do not like them. I don't like cabbage either, and they're too similar to cabbage, I think. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. It's like a little baby miniature cabbage. Yeah. I don't like... Again, I'm sure they're really healthy, and that is why I don't like them, because I don't like anything that is healthy. Well, I will say, I cannot eat them, like, steamed or anything. It's gross to me. My spouse likes them, but... Steamed? um, Yes. Now, if I roast them the way I do it, because a car caramelizes them yeah. it's really good but um <laughs> caramelized farts caramelized mm. farts. <laughs> <Delish>. <laughs> um so the opec originally it was created because so there this w- is different than the opec of oil right yes this is different okay. yes this is they're say that's part of the oil thing i know um no this is the maple syrup federation so okay. just like think of it that way um so they first came about because there wasn't a lot of people that were uh, producing maple syrup, right, collecting it, and then making it the it lovely, liquidy, sugary stuff f- that we process. like. It is. Um, My husband was making birch syrup. Okay. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Because wow, why? Wow, sir. Okay. So um, he was tapping the trees and it takes forever. And then yeah. And you actually make it like beep. Like a little <laughs> a <honest> teaspoon <laughs> of syrup. <laughs> Two crackers yes. with some brie and some birch syrup. Exactly. Um, no, so there wasn't a lot of people and, and therefore they weren't making a lot of money at that time off of it. It was a lot of work. Um, For you know, they were, yeah, they were kind reward. of just like maybe breaking even that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So, uh, they decided to make this federation. That's how it came about, which to me, like when I was watching this, uh, documentary episode and then even doing a little bit of reading that I did this, this last week, um, it seemed more like a union to me. Okay. Okay, so um, it's it's now turned into what's deemed as a respectable trade. But uh, since the, I would say, early 2000s, um, they really took control of the people who supply the maple syrup. And um, they fine them. They've created laws around it and stuff huh. where you basically just have to go through them. So, um, they kind of cornered the market. So yep. Well. Yeah. They have complete control. Uh, what could go wrong with that? Yeah. They control the quotas on the maple syrup. They set the rules, um, like how you can produce it or how you collect it, like all that stuff. They control the supply, they control the price. Um, and therefore, they also limit the price, you know, and, uh, and, the people that they consider rebels now in Canada <laughs> that are not following syrup rebels. Yes, there's syrup rebels out there. Uh, the that are not following the Federation's rules and guidelines, and or um, making sure that they get all of your supply, basically. Uh, so they're like outliers. Yeah, they're like the outliers. Um, the that, Wild West. Yep, that are rallying against the Federation. Um, you know, they they feel like they're taking all of their supply and then they don't have the ability to um, control their prices or, you know, like where it's going or how much it's sold for, you know, those kinds of things. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't realize, but so they, Quebec makes 72% of the world's maple syrup. And I think it's now increased to like 80%. Wow. Yes. So basically, like our maple syrup almost all comes from Canada. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know that though until I watched um <laughs> this lovely documentary. Yeah. Um and then I think this article that I had looked at was made like a couple years ago or written and, and published a couple years ago. And at that time they had valued the barrels at around thirteen hundred dollars each. That's how much they were worth. Uh so twenty six times more expensive than crude. That that was at that time, yeah, not now. At that time. Yeah. Well, I don't think that oil costs that much. We're just being gouged. Yeah, that's also true too. <laughs> <laughs> Best country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Federation, Maple Surf Federation, um, they kind of have like a monopoly essentially. So I feel like probably in the beginning, right, it probably started out as something really good. And then the people that had started it and the small group, you know, that were in it probably made decent amount of money. However, now it's expanded with the amount of people that want to produce maple syrup and 
they're probably not getting enough, right? Unless you're like at the top or part of mm-hmm. the the old guard who right. started it, you know? The like, yeah, they're probably making tons of money off of it. So and it's then, like a pyramid thing? I don't, I, yeah, of? I don't know. I'm not going to say for sure yes, because I don't really know exactly how they operate or like what, like, is it fair? You Do know, those kinds of things. they have gifting tables? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what I did read was in 2015, Quebec's Minister of Agriculture, um, he had commissioned a report on FPAC um, and the industry to kind of determine, like, how much control they have, if something happened, you know, with their 80% uh, supply of maple syrup, could they be able to use... Um, the stuff that they have in their own like supply area that they save. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, after the report was finished, they kind of compared the Federation to like a cartel. So oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Cause they, they were giving them a lot of pushback. They weren't reporting a lot of information. Um, and even like journalists who were trying to reach out, over the years uh, have had difficulty penetrating the ranks of the Federation. (laughs) Over syrup. That's a trip. It's over maple syrup. That is a trip. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, some people have been calling on them to loosen their roles a little bit. And then um, their quotas that they have, they, they, people want it reformed. Um, uh, You know, so a lot of people are starting to call them the mafia. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know like there's some of those the farmers that are like that i mean they've come in and like seized entire crops of maple syrup i don't know how else to describe it besides crop but yeah and so like a lot of people get really upset so here's here's how it works so there's like thirteen thousand five hundred maple syrup producers in quebec um and each is so do you hold on do you have to say, like, I want to start making maple syrup and they have to, like, approve you? Yeah, like, I think there's, like, now an application process, basically, where you say, like, here's where my property and assets are. And then you have that plot of land. It's yours, right? Uh-huh. You own it. However, though, any production you make now basically belongs to the Federation. That's how I understand uh-huh. it. And you are required to send in a certain amount of your maple syrup that's produced on your property for them. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's super weird. But like, that's what it's, uh, so you can't just be an independent person. You have to like get their blessing. Yes. Now there are there like in the documentary series, that episode, there are some people that are protesting against this and not following, but they have been punished as a result. Yeah, so, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, they've come in and like seized all of their maple syrup at that point, and a lot of times like frozen their assets or uh, you know like taking. So Canada's off the list of places for me to go. <laughs> good to know. Glad we're having this conversation. I mean, I think I think we have to be like so when we run across Believe the border. It is because you know what. <laughs> I can just lay on the beach and watch the world burn, I guess. I, well, I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that, like, what industry are we going to get into when we cross the border? It's not going to be maple syrup. Clearly. 
I'm not getting in the industry. I just want a quiet place to uh, lay around. I know. Um, oh, God. So, uh, each each of the producers of maple syrup, right, out of... 1,300? Yeah, let's, let's just bump it up to, like, 14,000, because this was written a couple years ago, so... Uh, so each is permitted to send a fixed amount to FPAC for sale that during that year that they're producing it. And the quota was established in 2004. So originally, I think when the Federation started, I believe, if I remember correctly, and I should have kept better, better notes, but I didn't. Um, I <laughs> should think- I play the violin music again? <laughs> <laughs> um, the way that it sounded to me was like it was only a small percentage of the maple sh- maple syrup that you were producing that you needed to um, send into the federation for their reserves. Okay. Oh, that reserve. They have Just reserves. Like oil. This yes. is so crazy. I know. How, um, much pe- how much are people using um, syrup though? I wouldn't think it would be that many. Like what? This is weird. Well, I guess if you if you. If your country produces for the whole world as an export, yeah, maple syrup for the uh, basically. <laughs> How your- many pancakes are we eating worldwide? <laughs> Freaking lot. What well, else do you syrup for? Wait, when you were like in Paris and stuff, did you eat like crepes and everything or no? I did eat crepes oh, once. See, but I did not have syrup. I was going to ask you, did Grand you have Bernay. maple syrup? Oh, okay. So, okay, <laughs> I had them flambe. I know, I'm fancy. Um. So I believe now, though, that they have to send in like way over a quarter of their um, of what they make of what they produce. Yeah. To the Federation. Um, This is so weird. Yep. Uh, And you have to join it. It's not this isn't you don't have a choice. This is an Amway. Yes, this is not Costco. <laughs> you can't be like, oh no, I'm not interested. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll just try on my own. No, 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 no. You are going to join the Federation. You want to get a maple syrup? You join the Federation. There's no choice. So that is so um, weird. And, and of course, with the requirement of joining, and now you are also going to give them some of your productions on maple syrup, um, which they inspect, they taste. You follow the rules, um, and they grade your syrup. Okay. I guess on how, how good it tastes. I don't know. I don't uh, know what their requirements are. So what, are. is like it an A if it's really good? I guess. I don't know. Have you ever looked at your maple syrup bottle no. to see if it has a grade? I'm like, do we have syrup? Great. I know. I'm going to make pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question to you. A syrup. plus. Do you heat it up? Oh, I like it warm. Me too. Yes. It's better warm. And if we have a smaller bottle, I believe normally my spouse will put it in the microwave to warm yeah, it a little yeah. bit. Or like uh, we'll leave it at room temperature for a while or you run eat, it under hot it needs water. To be heated. Yes. Okay. Agree. I'm glad we agree on that. Whoa. <laughs> that was that was scary right there. So <laughs> I will so, fight you. <laughs> so uh some of the maple syrup that you are sending now to the Federation is sold immediately. So it's like shipped where, to whatever factory that they and control. Then pushed out. Yeah, pushed sale. out to the United States or wherever it's going for sale. And then the rest is stored in the reserve. So then the producers. Why do you need a, re- do you need a reserve though? 
Is there like a big <laughs> rush on syrup at some point? I guess, yeah. Like, for example, the pandemic, I guess if you, if you're, if you couldn't have the producers, which I would think that they would still be able to, but like, let's say they get sick or something, like it's spreading across the country and they can't produce the maple syrup, like get out to their trees and stuff and, and check on uh, the drippings. Um, Listen to this. How maple syrup is rated. Oh, are you looking at it? I did. I looked Good. it up. It's corresponding to color. The darker the syrup, oh. the stronger the flavor. Okay. So here are the grades from light to dark. Fancy. Grade A medium amber. Mm. <laughs> grade A dark amber and grade B. So grade B is actually the highest. Really? Interesting. I didn't huh? know that. I would have been like A. The darker. The best. The better. Okay. Um, for you guys. Now I want pancakes. I know. And I feel like when I've had darker syrup, I've liked it more. So I don't know. Oh, no, but then this is grade A is said to be the most preferred. Come on, Google. What is it? <laughs> Holy smokes. Google. Golden, overnight. amber, dark, or very dark. Um, I don't know. All right. Don't okay. go off me. But anyway, <laughs> the darker the but, better. But yeah, it sounds like the darker the better. So, okay. Um, so here's, I guess here's a, a little bit of a catch on this. So the producers um, are only paid when the SERP is sold. Which can mean it'll take a little bit of time before you get your profits. They don't book it until they sell it. So F FPAC keeps uh fifty four dollars for each barrel sold. Um, a kind of tax that pays for the advertising, the testing of the recipes that they're making, the upkeep of the reserve supply, and and so on. Okay. Okay. In this way, the Federation studies uh, supply, uh, fills the coffers and banner years, um, and then can satisfy the demand in case something catastrophic happens. I don't know. <laughs> and you've got to reach back into your reserves. What would happen? That would be catastrophic. And get the maple syrup. I don't, I don't know. What's that kid movie that came... Uh, where he um it was a cartoon movie it came out like several years ago but he made that little machine that would make food do you make do you remember that cloudy with a chance of meatballs oh yeah yeah (laughs) what if somebody produces a machine that can push out tons of pancakes and waffles and stuff and we need need all of this maple syrup yeah okay i'm I'm just saying i'm on board (laughs) i'm on board with that Um, I think someone has a weather machine, I'm just saying. Could be. My uncle sent me a picture on Saturday because it snowed in Denver. Oh, my God. On May. It's crazy. And then other places, did you see, um, I think the Bronx Marathon, they had some people, like, fall out. I think one patient died. Yeah, because it was so hot. Record-breaking heat. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of living in through all these great monumental historical things we've lived through oh my god <laughs> i like it better when nothing was going on i know and when I you're going about your life. shallow life and yes like, i'm anyway, just gonna please continue I'm, yeah <laughs> yeah watch kardashians and eat my popcorn. oh no I know you're I mean. part of the problem i don't watch kardashians i just threw that out there because we're talking about it this morning um <laughs> 
Okay, so the Federation, uh, because of the way they operate, uh, they've been able to stabilize the price of SERP. Yeah, because they've cornered the market. Mm-hmm. Of course. So what ends up happening, though, when you force people, right, to do something that they necessarily don't want to do or they feel is unfair. You have the underground You got the market, underground black market. black market maple syrup group. And right. how do you buy from them? Um, so a- according to the documentary, there is a province in Canada where it is not controlled. So there is a guy there that actually has his own company. And if you transport your barrels there to him of your maple syrup that you're making on your property, he will package it up, ship it off, and then pay you for your maple syrup. And they haven't disappeared him yet. Well, uh, the Federation ended up getting him. Um, They killed him? No. No. Oh. They didn't kill him. <laughs> they spoke very harshly to him. <laughs> we will not do that again, yeah. sir. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Crazy, right? Maple syrup black syrup. market. Like this is for your crepes and your pancakes and your chicken right. and waffles and shit like that. And we've got like people underground, um, trying to skirt around this, uh. I don't know what to call it because it's not the government technically, but they are an entity that's controlling this production, this industry. Yeah, so but weird. it still seems to me like even watching that documentary, I, I just really felt like they were more of a union. And even and I know um, we got some of our own shit going on, but even in our con- country for unions, you know, you have the choice to join or not join. So. Well, depending on the union. Correct. Yes. Some of them will be like, oh, no, as part of employment, and you have the choice to take the job or not. They're like, well, you have to be on the union, that kind of thing. But um, working at a grocery store, I had to be in the union. Yes, I do know that they have that stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. So in 2011, a a group of thieves. Syrup thieves? Yeah, syrup, maple syrup thieves. Um, they, this is the heist, you guys. Yeah. We made it. They decided... <laughs> <laughs> they decided they were going to steal some of the Federation's maple syrup that was being stored in this guy's warehouse. Okay, the, the guy, the unaffiliated guy? Yes, okay. the unaffiliated guy. Clearly, it was the Federation that did it. Um, He... <laughs> He Spoiler. happens to um <laughs> he just happens to have a warehouse that's uh close by and they were running out of room in their reserve warehouse and they said, Hey sir, can we please store <laughs> hey, um some of the barrels of our maple syrup at your warehouse and we will pay you to store these here? And he was like, Sure, bring that maple syrup in here and I will help you. And they were like, okay. And then they were like, now all your syrup belongs to us. Psych. <laughs> I don't even think he had any of his own syrup in there. He wasn't in the maple syrup business. He was he in was just the mafia business. Um, no, he was just literally storing it for them. Okay. So uh, he talks to one of the drivers um, and says, hey, I need you to help me with something. <laughs> hey. Pause for effect. Yes. Pause for it. Sir. 
<laughs> Come and see me in my office. And then he gets over there and he's like, what's up? And he says, <clears throat> I want to steal their maple syrup. Can you find me somebody to help me? And he was like, I think I know a guy. Of course. <laughs> so uh, that's what they ended up doing. They, they literally um, took the maple syrup out of those barrels um, and uh, put it in other barrels. And then they put water in those barrels. Um, well, they, they did the flim flam. <laughs> Like I used to do with my parents' liquor bottles, you mean? <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I was watching this. I was like, which, um, mom and dad, water. I did not do that, but I, <laughs> I heard tell that people would do that. I did. I had other friends that I was growing up with, like in middle school and high school, and they, they would, would talk about yeah, going into their, um, parents cabinet wherever they kept the alcohol and um taking sips and then like putting like tiny bits of water yeah. back into it and i was so like dumb. nobody's picking up on that like well, I don't they, know. If your parents weren't boozers then yeah they then they probably like, wouldn't oh, this is old it turned into water that's weird <laughs> <laughs> is this expired honey what's there's something My wrong with never this. said anything to me either that's what's funny oh god dude that. Um, but that was my move totally. that's totally what i was thinking of when i was watching this so they uh the federation they have like these specialized white barrels like metal that they keep the maple syrup in and then they have like special labels and stuff that they get right that they put on the um barrels so they uh, i believe from what i understand is they actually took like some um river water and like put it in these barrels (laughs) in the official barrel in the official barrel yeah like they made it look like all legit but here's what like threw them off right they come in there to go look to go do i think inspection or to retrieve them or something and they're now sweating the barrels are sweating which the maple syrup apparently doesn't doesn't, do that right and uh and some of them have rust on the barrels and they're like what what the fuck so like they start looking at it imagine if your parents were that (laughs) observant (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this one tastes like like Pepsi. This tastes like water. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. I can't even taste the booze anymore. <laughs> this is having absolutely no effect on me. It's like <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> You're like peeing a whole bunch I'm and like, mm. feeling mighty hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel great after I had a few drinks. It's weird. <laughs> this is healthy. Yeah. I need to keep doing this. <laughs> Meanwhile, your 14-year-old is like. (laughs) That's like all hungover. Oh, feel horrible. I think his bike (laughs) with no hands. (laughs) 14 stitches later. Oh, good Um, times. Yeah. So (laughs) they decide, hey, uh, we think something's wrong here. Um, and, and, you know, the thing about this, too, is the they only inspect them once a year. So the people uh, that were stealing the maple syrup knew that. Whole year. That it would be a while before they came back in to inspect the barrels. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. during that time, of course, the water is leaking. Rust is starting to grow. I mean. Why I didn't they use something besides water? Yeah, I don't know. I was like thinking about that. Or something. I guess because you're like. 
just trying to do like whatever. Well, the... they're gonna get found out. Newsflash. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, oh, I don't. That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> and then you're. They're just gonna go away. Okay. Like what? Again. Uh, I yeah. What would you put in there? Jello. Does Jello sweat? <laughs> it has water in it. Uh. What could you put in Pudding. there? Well, obviously they put water because water's free, essentially. Yes, they did that. I don't know what what could you fill it that would that would not not sweat the barrels. I don't know, like cooking oil, <laughs> like old cooking oil, <laughs> bacon fat, maybe from the nearest restaurants and stuff. Give me all your fry grease. <laughs> yeah, stop. Why not? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe we that should look into it. That wouldn't make it rust. I don't think. I have no idea. Yeah, because um, it would need to be like a liquid, so it would have the same feel. Yes, this is very some weight consistencies. Sure. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with cooking oil. That's um, my answer. <laughs> locked in cooking oil. Cookie. <laughs> but it might get like moldy. You know, sometimes yeah, we make like French fries and we have oil just sitting in a pan, and then it gets like moldy. Yeah, so. like kind of gross. Uh, I but don't it know, would dude. be closed up, so yeah. I mean, nobody's gonna be like going over there to open it and sniff or whatever, right? Because <laughs> it's know. in it's in reserve. So. so when they inspect it, what are they just looking at the barrel? Um, I don't know their inspection. I'm not sure what they're like what they're looking for on the barrels. I know like they look for like the labeling and stuff like right. that. So make sure they're still sealed. Cool. But they of course, just didn't think about the sweat. I guess. Who does? No. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, of course, they are taking um, what they ended up doing is is the truck driver who was in on the scheme transported the barrels over to the gentleman who lives in the province where it's not controlled. And um, he, meanwhile, packages it up in in some new bottles and stuff and slaps new labels on it and And sells sells it. it. Yeah, he he uh total exports scam. it out yep and then they get the money from it right so That's uh not a good idea <laughs> i don't think you want to mess around with this yeah i know like because just uh, my feeling on the little bit i know from you telling this story <laughs> i don't think I mean, that's a great business model so like you like they would be considered black market exporters, right? But it's just legitimately being sold, like in Safeway or your your neighborhood yeah. grocery store. Like there's nothing like. But it's really it's real the maple only syrup. Thing that's bad is that because it's legit syrup that you mm-hmm. stole. Yes. The only bad part is the way that you got it. Yeah, because you stole it. Yeah. From the Federation supply. <laughs> Genius. Repackaged it <laughs> and then. And All exported right. it out. And that guy's still living, huh? The province guy. <laughs> they didn't disappear him. So, so what? Uh, in 2012, that's when they noticed the inspector comes in. And, and like, something's wrong. Yeah, he's like, wait, some of these are empty, and then others were lighter, and then some of them were rusted from the water. Uh, that's when the Federation realizes <laughs> that 9,571 barrels. Oh my God! Worth nearly eighteen million Canadian dollars had been stolen Which from. Which is what, like two bucks? Just kidding. 
don't even know what the exchange rate. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know. at one point we were darn near one to one. Yeah, we were. I don't know what it looks like now, though. I have no so, idea. But yes, you're no right. Shade Canada, please do not prevent me from having asylum <laughs> for making a joke. Please. Um. Yeah. So that they had stolen almost ten thousand barrels worth of maple syrup. And it was like that is balls valued around eighteen million. And that guy didn't take off. Here we go again. <laughs> like <laughs> one and done. Well, I think then run away. If you're thinking that it's in the reserve, you're like, oh, they're never gonna get to those barrels. They're just gonna be hanging out there. Like nobody's gonna notice. <gasps> you know what I mean? They're like you're probably thinking that. Um I think you're not thinking. Like <laughs> Oh, I might get killed over this. <laughs> yeah, so they start investigating. They've got uh, law enforcement officers out there, like, following up on leads and stuff. Uh, I mean, the theft actually led their police to raid uh, New Brunswick, Ontario, and south of the border, Vermont and New Hampshire. <gasps> Vermont. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Um. Once they start, because what ended up happening, right, is they think something's up. They're kind of connecting um, this guy named Richard, who's a maple syrup producer, um, but has has protested the Federation for a while now. The one that lives in the province where it's not illegal or whatever? No, he's, he actually lives, the Federation has been trying to control him and his production of right. maple syrup for a while. And he constantly gets fined and stuff. He's got a lawyer. He kind of just like goes through the rigmarole constantly. He's just a black sheep. Um, he knew the uh, the guy who could export it that lives in the province. I can't think of his name. Um, so he had a connection with him because he was already sending some of his maple syrup out to him. Okay. So he knew the truck driver. And the truck driver is the one who helped the warehouse guy uh, make the connections. So the truck driver is the one who ended up rolling on them. Oh. Yeah. Because they cut him a deal. You know that so. story. <laughs> Way to keep a secret. <laughs> you commit a crime and then you. Only one of you can be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you buy everybody and then walk away with your millions of dollars. <laughs> You visine everybody. Oh my god! I know. I was just listening to the next episode where we were talking about visine and Dateline, and uh, that's why. That's I right. That uh, so Quebec police end up arresting like sixteen people in their investigation and uh, identifying Richard as the group's leader. And they and they've been wanting to slam him anyways. Um, like right, because he's an outlier. Yep, find him. Um, he doesn't play by the rules. Put him in prison, like those kinds of things. Over syrup. Oh yeah, over syrup. Oh no, dude, he went to prison. I'm sure. Um, so they seized two forklifts, uh, tanker trucks used to transport the stolen product, and four huge kettles used to boil the syrup. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. This one's so funny. Um, okay. Did the truck driver just get off scot-free? I I think... I'm trying to remember or now. Rolling. Yeah, I don't think he really got a whole lot. Um, like, maybe some sort of, like, fine or something, maybe. But he agreed to cooperate, so they cut him a deal. Yeah. And he had to testify I against the that. others. So... Uh, I mean, if you're looking for bigger fish, right, you're kind of like, okay, well, like, 
we're not gonna sack this dude, but he right. can't help us in order to like get our other goals That's met. It's not as bad as the Rick Singer bullshit. Yeah. That's really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so the investigation revealed that Avik Koran, I think that's how you say it, um, right. he's the you. warehouse owner. Um, he was the husband of one of four people who owned the warehouse. He's the one who hatched the plan to steal a SERP. So he reached out to the truck driver and was like, hey, put me in contact. Um, and then he made the offer to Richard, which Richard was like, still the liquid gold. We got it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in 2017, Quran received a five-year prison term and a $1.2 million fine. In 2016, Richard was found guilty of fraud, trafficking, and theft and sentenced to eight years in prison, the harshest penalty handed down to those involved in the heist. Um, the judge had fined him uh, 9.4 million uh, Canadian dollars, which was based on the value of the SERP he was able to sell. Um, he was given 10 years to make the payment or face a six-year prison term. So uh, on appeal, they reduced that amount to 1 million Canadian dollars because his lawyers had uh, made a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? I just like brain farted. Appeal, uh, like an appeal, but had argued that he couldn't afford the nine point four million that they were telling him he needed to pay. So they had appealed it and then um, got it reduced. But then the judge came back and said, "Oh no, no, they didn't have the right to do that." So uh, reinstituted the right to make it lower. Yes, you like you can't base it on. Um, you know, like what he claims to have as assets and stuff and then reduce it to that because he still was able to sell off all this maple syrup and make all these millions of dollars. Uh-oh. So um, uh, what ended up happening recently was he's now kind of facing a new challenge, Richard is. He's got to pay. Um, oh, and they kind of gave the uh, equivalent U.S. Do- dollars. So it's back up to... Nine million Canadian dollars, which would be seven million U.S. dollars, or serving six more years in jail. So the judge basically just Oof. reinstated everything back. Um, Harsh. Yeah, they're not kidding around with syrup. Yeah, um, but it looks like they might be doing a screenplay for this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and making it into a movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it was funny because at, at Richard's hearing, he's, he had told the board when they were reviewing his case because he's like basically that he needed to get out of prison because he, quote, said, I saw a guy get killed over a pair, a fight over a pair. <laughs> and that's how he's said he should get out of prison because of that's that? one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's inhumane in prison? Wow, who would have known? Know, who man. would have known that? Yeah, I I just laughed. So I was like, poor Richard. But yeah, so that's basically what ended up happening with the maple syrup heist. Um, the down and dirty. Uh, which I thought it was a cute episode. Because you actually do hear from some of the other producers in the country. And like how they don't think it's fair. Um and uh, the guy who um, 
lived and owned his company in the province where it's not controlled, they actually seized all of his assets and made him pay uh, a whole bunch of fines. So, which I think was in the million dollar range too. Who knew? I yeah. really had no idea. Dude, I didn't know until I watched this thing. <laughs> and I was like, over maple syrup? Over like, this is syrup. fucking crazy. That like, you're going to prison. Like, when you get into prison what and you you're with all those syrup? hard criminals and they're like, what are you here for, man? Yeah, killing someone over a pear. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I sold maple syrup on the black market. Does that get you street cred? I doubt it. I don't know. They're like, you're an easy one to beat the shit out of, <laughs> I reckon. A. <laughs> A. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Lord. Well, this is way happier of a episode than the last one. So um, there's that. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear that because I was, like, really. I, was... I told Chris, I'm not even going to listen to that one when I got home. <laughs> I was like, that was a big downer, and I don't even want to hear it again. He was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's that one's going to be... I said there was nothing funny about it at all. I mean, we're talking about it now, which this episode's going to come out the Sunday after. after. But, uh, yeah, that, that episode, you know... Thank God they're not all like that. We're like, apologizing we're in advance anymore. because... <laughs> this is a big downer. Yeah, you if you listen to that, you probably got sad and maybe cut us off like 20 <laughs> minutes in and was like, I can't <laughs> yeah. do this. And, and that's I fine. I don't blame you. I'm that's not going to listen to it yet. And I already heard it the first time. <laughs> that one's going to be pretty depressing. But, I mean, it's happening, so we had to have a conversation right. about it. And then talk about maple syrup. Right, you so, got to be informed. Yeah. All right. So is this the time for the joke? Do you have a joke? Oh shoot. You go. All I'll right. try to look up. Mine's one. again like a not a knock knock joke, but like what do you call or wait, hold on. I have to check my cheat sheet. On your phone? How much did the pirate sell his corn for? His corn? <laughs> I don't know. A buccaneer. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh, and so Chris funny. got your hole in one joke, by the way. Did he? He did. Oh he's like dad jokes. Like, dad oh, jokes. Brother. That's true. Okay, um, find one on the internet. Let's see. Uh, that one I saw on TikTok. A kid, a little kid said it. I was like, oh, I'm going to steal it. Okay. Got one. <laughs> Good. Okay. What did the policeman say to his belly button? <laughs> All right. What did the policeman say to his belly button? So it could have to do with lint or... <laughs> Something about the scene of the crime. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You're under a vest. What? <laughs> You're under a vest. Oh, brother. Because, you know, they've got like their... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn it. That's I didn't like that one. Dumb. <sighs> uh, how about this? How do quesadillas solve crimes? 
They solve crime. They do solve crimes. I guess. I know they solve the crime in my belly. <laughs> um, I don't know. They take them case by case, but case is spelled Q U E S. Oh my god! Why does government hate organized crime? Oh my god. Probably because they do a better job. They don't like competition. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right, people. All right, that's good. So uh, there you have it. The great maple syrup heist and some tangents. Um, Hopefully this was a little bit more uplifting. Probably not as uh, well-researched as some of my other ones. (laughs) Oh, well. But, you know... You do She's what you got to do. She's busy, everyone, I'm and don't make busy. me play the sad violin music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the world's smallest violin. Um, and then I guess we'll catch you on the next episode. Uh, hit us up on social media. Again, email. Yeah, if you old, know any tips. Yeah, or, uh, or yeah, you have alleged information yes we will not tell anybody you can share it with us (laughs) old dirty benches at gmail.com um hit us up on some of our other social media accounts yep all of those and um you know if if there's something always darkest before the dawn (laughs) and let's all uh don't freak out but make a plan (laughs) and (laughs) get your goddamn passport the end (laughs) That's all I have to say. Those are my statements. All right, benches. Uh, We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.